I'm Daniela. Welcome to my podcast, because everyone has a story. The place to give ordinary people's stories the chance to be shared and preserved. Our stories become the language of connections. Let's enjoy it, connect and relate, because everyone has a story. Welcome, welcome, bienvenidos. For this episode, I have another 17-year-old who has reached out to share his story. His name is Philemon Maesa. Philemon is a well-spoken and mature 17-year-old man, eager to share his story in the hopes that other teens will learn from his experience. He also hosts a teen mental health podcast called The Brief Dive. It was a pleasure conversing with Philemon. I can't wait to see what he accomplishes in life. Let's enjoy his story. Welcome, Philemon. Thank you so much for having me. It's an, it's an honor. Good that you're here, and I understand you have a story to share. Why would you like to share a story? I would like to share my story because I really think it's important for people to learn this lesson without having to go through the same thing I did. Okay, great. When does your story start? My story starts three years ago, 2019. And it was summer after middle school and it was time to move to high school. Okay. My parents told me it was time to move. I always see people who are the kid who moved. That's a girl who moved. That's a boy who moved. And then it was weird becoming that person. When it was time to move, it was very surreal. Just a blink of an eye. I was in one place and I was in the other. It was only 15 minutes away, but it was different counties, different schools, different vibes, different everything. And that was the whole weird thing about it. It was a struggle because I already have things I go through mentally. So like this was just like the cherry on top, especially one very surreal, vivid memory I have of moving was the, the first day of high school. I always envisioned myself to tie my first tie with my friends or go to prom with my first girl with my friends or go do something cool with my friends or first times, all these first times I wanted to share it with someone I've grown up with. And I didn't get to do that. I guess it just built a lot of self-reliance, self-trust, and also a little bit of not trusting others, being stubborn. The first year was very depressing. It was, it was not easy. It was really sad. I think it was just a bunch of me avoiding people, me avoiding raising my hand, only focusing on school, having some sort of idea that like some crazy idea that I'm going to move back. I just needed to accept that. And it took me long. It took me a long time. It was in September 2019. Mm -hmm. So you were only six months or so before we got the pandemic. So you didn't really have too much time to adapt. Going back to where you were before, were you an outgoing kind of person? Were you very adaptable and flexible? I was very, very outgoing. My grades were not good because all I would do was just talk to my friends, be the class clown, raise my voice, talk back to teachers in a fun way. Yeah, that, I was very outgoing and I was flexible with every click. And you've been in that school for only for two years? For three years. And it was an accumulation with like people I knew from elementary school that went to that school. Very close friends. So you move. 15 minutes away, but it was everything different. What do you think it happens to you being so outgoing and so adaptable that certainly your mind was saying, no, I don't like any of these. I have to be quiet. I don't want to raise my hand. What do you think it happens? I think it limits 
a lot of opportunities that are coming your way. Uh, I was really, really stubborn for help. I felt like that old part of me died inside and I could feel it in some weird way. I, I felt like addicted to kill that side of me, if that makes sense. I guess that sounds really sad. <laughs> Yeah, I, I felt like I had to put that side down and focus on another side of me. It felt like I was a new fish in a new tank or a wolf who was separated from its pack and who had to learn how to feed himself, to clean itself, to walk itself. And you didn't have any support? I did have support. I don't want to be the one that says I never had support because I did. I had the school psychologist. Uh, I had some classmates, some friends, and obviously my loving family. But it still was hard. Do you think that was something in your mindset or what was the reason? I think it was a me thing. Out of all of us in the family, it's taken me a long time. I'm not going to say I had the most to lose because I, I think I didn't. I guess it was just hard for me to accept it. And you have siblings? Yeah, two older. Okay. I think that maybe it is normal or more usual that when you do it in high school, you have that bubble and changing that is harder than if you are changing jobs or just moving to another city when you're just working. You did have your reasons for these feelings. Yeah, I did. And so what happened? You're in the school, you got the pandemic, you're still not feeling well. What did you do? So this was like a whole three-year transition. Uh, now I'm in 11th grade. Ninth grade, like you said, six months and then COVID. Uh, we went straight home, very dangerous. That was when it was really bad. It was still a very lonely time. I couldn't accept anything. And then 10th grade was when online school came out. That was like also a cherry on top. Number one, I, uh, you know, I'm shy. Number two, You're putting me in home and like this, this doesn't work well with the human body. We're natural social creatures. Even if you say you're shy, you still want to be around people, if that makes sense. And, oh, it was not good. Um, you know, I took care of my body, you know, ate well, work out, everything, but there's only so much you can do. I think human interaction is really, really, really important. There was a lot of screen time, shared a lot of time on my phone. It was not good. And I'm sure everyone else did it too. Yeah, 10th grade was, was a lot. And then moving on to 11th grade, when we moved back with the masks, this was the year where I was just like, I'm going to put myself out there. This is 11th grade. So it's probably going to be very hard studying. I think it's the hardest year. I joined a lot of clubs. I, I spoke to new people that I've never met before. I spoke to people that I used to know. I started putting myself out there on social media, whether that's for my podcast, whether that's personally, and just started opening up and trusting people and sharing to others like stuff that I've never shared before. But what exactly shift in your brain to make you say, okay, now I'm in grade 11, I'm going to make an effort or I'm going to change what happened? I just took a look at what I did for the past two years. And it was this huge, huge, huge wave of regret. And I felt like I wasted two years of my life just soaping around, groping, and just getting mad at everything, having the why me mindset. I, I think afterwards, I've seen someone just get over situations like this in like a week or two weeks. That would really get me frustrated. Like, how can you do this? Yeah, I was very disappointed and ashamed of myself. I guess I'm running away from that ashamed feeling that I do not want to feel that again. So your parents say, we're moving again. What kind of attitude would you have? What would you say to yourself? First off, it depends on where I'm moving. If I'm moving like two hours away, that'd be a whole new thing. But I think either way, I'd accept it a little easier now because I'm still, I'm still learning. Just like last week, I spoke to old friends of mine that I used to know before I moved and it was not the same. We're two opposite people. 
that was a moment I realized that life moves on, everyone moves on, everything moves on, everything is temporary. They're there for a specific reason in your life, and you are there in their specific reason in their lives, if that makes sense. And I felt like the only person holding on, and I did not want to be that person. That motivated me to move on even more. And I feel like now when I see a new move, or now when I'm going to move, I feel like it's going to be much easier because I'm a better person and I feel like I'm going to grow even more from here. Yes. I, I think when one move from another place and we leave behind things, we always have that nostalgia of, oh, I remember this person or I remember this food or I remember this place. And I mean, I left where I grew up. I was 20 years old when I left melancholically. I always think of that. And when I talk to my best friend, she's in Venezuela, she always said, I can't believe you think about these things because she has grown and developed in that location versus me. I left and only kept memories. I think that's just normal. That happens to people. But also the fact that you recognize that your friends are different and you're different. It means that everybody grows and you moving has make you also grow up in different ways, right? Definitely. Great. So you got support and you realized it yourself that you didn't want it to be on the mindset of why me? So what else? Why do you think the, your story can help other people? I think my story can help other people because people have not given the time to self-reflect. It took a whole pandemic for people to sit down and realize what they really want out of their lives and what they want to make out of their lives. So if you just take 10 minutes a day and just go take a walk, leave your phone at home, no technology, just self-reflect to ask yourself questions that you've never asked yourself before. Be brutally honest with yourself. Be kind to yourself. And I think self-reflection is really important. Not too much because you're going to go out crazy, but uh, enough to help you learn and grow. Ask yourself those questions that you've been avoiding to ask because they're going to come back and hit you with a left hook in the future. Good to get it over with now. Now your friends in high school, do they think like you? Have you shared these thoughts with them? Um, I have. I think I'm more PG now. Before I was like, I was crazy. You know, I do a lot of things and I was a class clown. I didn't focus on my grades. You know, my future wasn't my main priority. My main priority was just making everyone laugh and just having a good time. Just the conversation wouldn't run smoothly with them now. I have some that, you know, that still understand, that get it. Some are still on that vibe. Just it's hard to fit in that vibe for me. These guys are full of love. I love them so much. But there's just moments where like I feel like my old self. And I think that's a me thing. I don't think that's anything with them. I think that's just how I process the movie. But I think you're both. Your essence is to make people laugh because you enjoy it caring about people. You can't take that away because that's a beautiful trait. That is one part of you. And then the other part is that you're growing up and you're reflecting on things, but it doesn't mean that you have to kill the other part because maybe a combination of both will be the future version of Philemon. You're 100% right. To me, whatever you love to do when you were nine and 10, that's the, your essence. And this is what you're supposed to remember. This part of you being the clown or making people laugh. What is it? Words that you say, making fun of the people. What, what, how is it that, you, that it works? Let's talk about that. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, there were just moments where like, I wouldn't do classwork. I'd reach for the bare minimum, you know, maybe C's, maybe D's, begging teachers to raise my grade after school. 
it, it was a lot. But I think I had the most fun then. And it was a lot of laughing, uh, a lot of drama, too. But I think it came with the age, too. At that age, you just want to be the biggest, the best, the most popular, well-known. But nowadays, you just don't care. And you just want to just chill on your own for a bit. Back then, I think I just wanted to make a name for myself. I think I took that the wrong way. Trying to be funny when roasting other people, hanging out with a bad crowd. Uh, some moments I did that, but I caught myself. I think there could have been more important stuff I could have focused on, but I got to forgive myself. I was young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was the time you're learning every day. So now are you funny? You make people laugh or not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe not the same people. Uh, I am not funny to my old friends. I'm more of just the wise part of the group. But with these new friends that you're in the new school, do, are you... You let you make them laugh, or yeah, you are the, yeah. Only the wise person now. Both a mix of both. Both okay, so that's good. That's a, that's a new good role that you have. Yeah, I like the role. It's nice. Good. You have adapted to school, and you enjoy it. Yeah, the, I feel like the more I open up, and the more like-minded people I meet, the more I can adapt. So, do you feel that uh, you're grateful for the move because it has taught you something, or you think that you have learned this even if you were in this, being in the same school? You see, I always get this question too. People are just like, Philemon, if you ever had a time machine and go back to that spot and convince your parents not to move, would you do it? And the answer is always no. I wouldn't because I think I would have been a completely other person, not a bad person. I think I just wouldn't be me. You know, I, I wouldn't have done a lot of self-reflection. I wouldn't even start a podcast. Maybe I wouldn't have been like so into mental health, so into helping people, but who knows? I'd like everything the way it is. Yes. Every situation that happened to us, even if it's a trauma or not, it is always a learning opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about the podcast. You are a podcast producer like I am. So how did you start it? I think this was late 10th grade. I understand how it feels like to not have someone reach out to you and it sucks. I thought that making a podcast would be best for that. I tend to be the person who forces help down people's throats and I force them to get help and they don't want it sometimes. And I did not like to see myself like that. I didn't want to see myself in that light. So I was just like, you know what? You know, my cousin has a YouTube channel. Maybe I need to start putting myself out there. I'm going to make a podcast. Rather than forcing help down people's throats and forcing them to get help, they can come to me this time. They can come to my channel, listen to my episodes, listen to my advice with my perspective on it. I felt like making a podcast was the best fit because I didn't feel comfortable putting my, my face on there. And what's the name of your podcast? The Brief Dive. The subject was about your life. How, you are the one who talks. You invite guests. How, tell us more. Uh, the subject is about uh, teen mental health. Uh, the niche is slowly switching. It's for parents who want to learn more about their teens if they're trying to understand them more or just teens who just want to learn more about themselves and who just want a quick brief tip. And why mental health? Because it's in a high demand right now, uh, especially during quarantine. It was really bad. Do you have any knowledge about it? I know a lot about it. Um, I'm not an expert at it, but I do have a lot of experience. Uh, I met a lot of important people. I read a lot. I read a lot of books, so people wouldn't have to. I read a watched a lot of videos. 
you don't have any mental issues. You're just curious about it. I, I do have, you know, slight stuff like anxiety. I get afraid sometimes. It's sad sometimes, but I feel like that's just a part of life. And so you started to read and all this curiosity just in 2019? Yeah, I first started to read to learn more about myself. And then I was open to like a bunch of new things that I never knew. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like, The gold. People need to know this. People need to learn this. They don't have to go into the library during lunchtime to learn more about themselves. And how do you do that? I feel like I'm a little bit like you and that. I'm reading a book now. I don't know if you have read it because the mindset and it's just amazing. And so hard. I want everybody to know about it. It happens every time I read a book. But then, you know, I want to tell my husband and he doesn't want to read it. And my kids are like, they don't want to read it. So what do you do? What 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 is the approach that you have? Because I cannot remember everything also that is in the book and I'm not going to be reading the book. So what do you do? If something is really, really important, then naturally I feel like I would remember it. Otherwise, everything else in that book I'm going to forget. I don't recommend people to read books because I know no one's going to read a book, especially a teen. So I try to get the book. You just remind me. Yeah, I have a notebook. I take notes when I read books that are really, really important. Jumble it up and try to give it out in a language that everyone else understands. Okay, cool, cool. And so you're in grade 11, one more year to graduate from high school. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then total freedom, more or less, at least that's what you think. So what's going to happen now? You know what you want to study or is that a question that you hate to be asked? I ask myself this every day. Here's the thing. I don't like to say things and put it out there, but I, I do like philosophy. I like psychology. I enjoy marketing, graphic designing. I know what role I like to play in the workplace. Like I like to be the leader, be in charge, teach, coach, counsel, and guide. Okay. Well, that's a combination of many things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. All right, Philemon, anything else that you want to add that you've been missing or that you want to people to know about you or the lesson that you had? One advice I would give to a lot of people is to build self-reliance. Like what you said, like I, even I feel like if you go to a country or a whole other area by yourself, you you get this feeling of being independent. And you get to feel like you can control everything around you. But you just feel independent and you feel like you can take care of anything. You don't need anyone else to, to take care of you. And it just feels great. So I think build self-reliance, start self-reflecting, start appreciating yourself and forgiving yourself because these are the things that will help you when you get older, when you are put into times of struggle or when you need it. Good. I see from the back of your groom there, it says seven rules of life. Where are they? Why you have that there? <laughs> it's funny you say that because I have not seen that in a long time. One is smile. Two is be kind. Three is don't give up. Four is don't compare. Five is avoid negativity. That's really important. Six is make peace with your past. It's pretty ironic. And then seven is take care of your body and mind. Okay. And where do you get that from? Amazon. <laughs> Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate it that you reach out and that you want to share this uh, with us. Thank you so much for having me. Many people do not feel comfortable having teens on their show. And you are. Oh, really? That's funny. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it today's episode. I am Daniela and you were listening to Because Everyone Has a Story. Please take five seconds right now and think of somebody in your life that may enjoy what you just heard or someone that has a story to be shared and preserved. 
what you think of that person, shoot them a text with the link of this podcast. This would allow the ordinary magic to go further. Join me next time for another story conversation. Thank you for listening. Hasta pronto.